All right, welcome back. Episode 14 of Two Knicks Talk Sports. I'm Nick Minocchio here with Nick St. Lawrence. Yo. Um, snowy Monday evening here in New England. We are just wrapping up NFL Divisional Weekend, going into arguably the best weekend of the NFL season with the uh, NFC and AFC Championship games coming up, finally set with the Final Four. Uh, they're actually the final four teams that we've been talking about pretty much most of the season, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. So we'll jump into some of the NFL, uh, backtrack a little bit. I think this is our second week. We're going on two weeks from the previous podcast. So um, second week of covering uh, where PC was since they broke into the top 25. Uh, recap a few of their bigger games they lost to Creighton. The Marquette game was big. Um, bounced back on Saturday with a win. So a little bit of coverage on them. And then uh, touching base on where the Celts are and where where they are in the East, in the NBA, uh, still leading pretty much everything in all the categories that we're worried about. Um, so a ton still going on. Um, we'll jump kind of into, uh, into a few of these things. But before all that, Nick, how are we doing? Good, man. Um, another week in the books uh, post-surgery, and every week's better than the week before, so uh, back to work, and uh, on the move, PT started. I'm moving around a lot more, um, so life is good on the home front. Two weeks until uh, we're on vacation, maybe yes. we'll do a, uh, a mobile podcast from New Hampshire. Sick. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much going on in sports right now with Obviously, with the NFL being king, and you know the, the storylines are wild from this weekend. But um, we're starting the NBA, uh, as it seems like most of the podcasts that we record, the Celts are playing <laughs> again. They, they seem to be playing on most of the times that we record. Uh, run into the Magic, which for some reason, when the Celts play the Magic, they become like a buzzsaw for them. And we were trying to figure this out off air, but like why the Magic are so good against the Celts, but. Uh, they're down nine right now going into the fourth, so hopefully they can bring this back um, and get a W. They got nine in a row right now, winning nine out of their last ten. Um, so from where they were about two weeks ago, uh, I mean, we were looking at it, um, you know, over the past two weeks, they've been, I think you said they were undefeated? Yeah, they, they've they won. I think we were at the Nets game. They were at the Nets, I think, uh, yep. when we talked last. Or the Pelicans, it was one of the two. Either way... They beat the Nets, beat the Hornets uh, back-to-back. Then the bigger win was the Warriors, right? So they've had our number, so it was good to get a W against them. Uh, Then we got um, a win at the Raptors, and then tonight we're at the Magic. And again, we're down nine. We were down a lot in the first quarter. Um, Went on like a 16-1 to run in the second quarter, got some life back, and now they're down again. So... uh, just hopefully we can um, protect this win streak in the fourth quarter. And it's been like the other guys, you know. Uh, obviously the Jays have been doing their thing, but um, Grant Williams has had some, you know, uh, big games. Hauser had a couple of big shots tonight, and he's been, you know, very quiet for us. So uh, we need him to, you know, um, pick up on the offensive end. 
Brogdon's been playing great. White is definitely still not 100% from injury. I think Smart's out tonight. I think Robert Williams out tonight. So those guys are a little banged up. I know Tatum's wrist is a little banged up. So uh, in all honesty, if it means taking an L and getting these guys healthy for the longevity and the, the late run, I, I'd rather do that. Um, but it's also time for these guys that have been wanting run to, to get time. Pritchard being, you know, probably the biggest benefactor with Smart being out. Yeah, I think it could be a little bit of a blessing to get some of these guys that haven't been playing some time. Um, also, some of the guys that have been playing big minutes. Obviously, we don't want the injuries. We talked about this. Like, their biggest competition is going to be the health for the rest of the season. So, with that game that Tatum was out, Smart getting hurt, Rob Williams getting hurt, it's like, all right, what well, you know, that that's enough of that. Yep. Um, and the Rob Williams thing is a little, like, worrisome because... Again, it was he. It wasn't even a basketball play. Like Jalen falling backwards, hyperextends his knee. And it's like that's the last thing you. Any other place, not his knees. Like go ankle, finger. Same uh, thing with know. the Durant injury yeah, too. It was the just, same way he got injured. Just scary, you know. Yeah. So, so um, I mean, it's good that they've been winning through throughout. But getting some of these guys at least a little bit uh, tested through the fire, obviously. All of them have been there outside of um, Brogdon through the playoff run and, and whatnot last year. So most of them are playoff tested type of guys, Pritchard including uh, Grant Williams. Like we know those guys are going to perform, uh, but it's good to get the minutes and and keep them you know kind of running through the season as well. So uh, one thing I was looking at though over the past month. Just from a fantasy perspective, I play fantasy basketball, but um, I was looking at over the past month, um, Tatum's at, I, and we were talking about MVP Tatum, you know, the first two months of the season, and basically since they, they tipped off the season, uh, he's been better in the past month than he even was at the beginning of the season. That Over the past month, he's 33 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, a block, and a steal. Which puts him, puts him seventh overall uh, from a fantasy perspective. Um, it, I mean, he his his game's been I, I wouldn't even say uh, like a, a notch above where I think we even thought he was going to be. But um, just the past month, maybe even a little bit longer than that, maybe even like six weeks, he's been he's been even better than than they thought than we thought he was going to be, which has been huge. Because some of the games that I don't think that they should have won, you know, Brown had a monster game. Um, and it, it eludes me right now exactly what game it was, but he had a monster game that they that they shouldn't have won. Tatum had a few that they shouldn't have won, but kind of willed them to win those games, uh, which is huge. And I think they're four and a half clear, going back to the schedule right now, they're four and a half clear of Philly. Um, Milwaukee's lost a, a bunch of games. Brooklyn, without Durant, we knew they were going to lose a bunch of games. Cleveland's fall back a little bit. Yeah, um, Philly's been the red-hot team in the East besides us. Um, but I'm, um, we had this conversation before. I think we match up, you know, really well against them. So I'm not worried about Philly in the slightest. Yeah, I wouldn't. The only reason, the only way I would ever be worried about Philly is if somehow they didn't have Smart to play Harden. I would be a little bit weary of the white or brogdon matchup with harden but i i don't know I, I feel like they have so many guards that could play harden they could just throw so many different guys at him uh the Embiid, for whatever reason horford's always played him decent i know he always puts up numbers but they just they just don't win so i don't know i'm not i'm still not shook from 
like Philly doesn't scare me at all. In a four game series too, that's like the the thing is once you go to the playoffs, it's like cool. Some of these teams, yeah, I'm like oh one game maybe, but like four games in a row, so I don't see it. I just I don't see really anyone in the East being you know Milwaukee's still going to be tough, but you know uh, Middleton. I don't even know if he's playing. For but that's what I was going to say. Milwaukee's another one that, talking about health, like, yeah. they're all, all their guys are banged up, too. I mean, Portis, I know, was was banged up for a little bit. He was kind of in and out of the lineup. Brooke Lopez, I don't know if Lopez is playing on a consistent basis. They were also, rolling he's tonight, getting, I know that. He's getting very old. His back, I know he had back injuries all over the place. I mean, Giannis can only do so much, right? And, and Drew Holiday is a good matchup for... The Bucks against the Celts because he can guard pretty much anyone and, and get his own. Um, yeah, Middleton's going to be on a restriction. They are playing tonight. They're up, but Middleton's only got 15 minutes, so he's clearly not. Uh, and Portis got 21 minutes, so they're both playing tonight. But again, like you just said, definitely there's a yeah. They've had some yeah. they've had some health issues too, and it's a long season, right. right? I mean, the same thing with I don't know if you saw any of the Warriors went to the Cavs the other night and they sat everyone. And Kerr was talking about it post-game or pre-game, whatever it was. And he said, yeah, I feel bad for anyone that bought tickets to come out to watch Steph and Clay play because they only play here once a year. But my guys need rest, and I can't just put them out there and risk injury, and then there goes the whole season. That's why we've been advocating for a 72-game season instead of an 82-game season. So these 10 games that we're giving these guys off in the middle of the season turns into you know, two or three off because you're getting way more days off and you don't need back-to-backs on the road and all this stuff. I mean, that's a whole argument for a different, you know, different day, but it's true. The season is very long. Uh, I mean, it's 82 games. You think they're playing 82 games in, you know, 120 days or something like that. I mean, uh, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, but then as they go into the playoffs, they're playing all the way into June and then you start up again in, in October or so. I can understand giving guys days off. I just don't. Uh, I I don't really think the playing guys, you know, forty minutes a night until the wheels come off is is a great idea not, for any of the teams. Not, especially if you're a team that you thinks they can make a deep run. I mean, we this is what we've been preaching from it's the get go. It's help, you know. Uh, and and you know, big time guys have been saying that. You know, we, we would talk about you know LeBron years ago, like oh taking days off and. Looking like they're not doing anything, and then the playoffs are, and it's a whole different, it's a whole different, you know, ball game yeah. and a whole different league. So, um, I've just happened to be looking. We're down by four right now, the Celtics uh, to Orlando. I, I think we're probably going to squeak out a win. I will. I do want to give a shout out to Franz Wagner though. Like this guy is pretty legit. Like he don't he he's not that leading. Um, like go getter tonight, but he's leading the plus minus again. He just seems to like. He's, he's just good. He does. He just does everything well. Like he's got ten points, six assists, seven boards, shooting fifty percent, plus eight. You know, dudes. He's he's pretty well rounded. And uh, we talked about this pre pre pod. And, and listen, I'm not trying to advocate to be a Orlando Magic fan. I'm a I'm a homer and I'm a diehard Celtics fan. But I I, I will say they have a nice little lineup for the future. I mean. Uh, Branchero is a legit player. Yep. Franz Wagner is legit. They got Wendell Carter from you know the Bulls. He's a decent center, um, considering there's not a ton of you know great centers in the league. Markel Fultz is he is who he is. He's probably going to move to the bench. Um, they got Gary Harris. They got Bol Bol from us. 
Um, they got Jonathan Isaac back from 3,000 injuries. They got Suggs early in the in the draft, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, Cole Anthony is probably their best player tonight. He's been super aggressive. Um, I mean, the, the future is definitely, I would say, um, brighter for them. Again, maybe not in this, this year, but next year they could be a decent little squad. I want to say they have five top ten picks on the team. I think Benchero was one, right? Uh, I think Wendell Carter, maybe he wasn't top ten, but he was... I think he was, actually. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, he was pick seven, yeah. He was, so he was top ten. He's two. Isaac was I, I, Isaac, six or seven. Gonna, he definitely yep. was. Suggs definitely was. He was six. Suggs was. Um, and Markel Fultz was one. Yeah. Uh, it's great. I mean, <laughs> That's they crazy. Just, so they have a lot of talent, right. for sure. They just have kind of a... Uh, brigade of, I, I don't know if they fit together, right. but they're they're definitely young and um, best case scenario is Banchero turns into a stud and they can package two or three of these guys and a few picks for a legit player yeah. down the line. I mean that's their best hope. Or, or or what they do is package the other guys, leave Banchero and try to get somebody that goes with him. Yeah. And again, coaching has a lot to do with it too. I mean, getting the right coach in to get the most out of your players. But either way, I just wanted to give a shout out to Franz because uh, he I was watching the game prior to starting this podcast and. He's a talented player. Well, I'm just looking at the uh, Boston Orlando videos on the side too. It looks like Tatum came out of the game. Okay, they're down five right now. Um, I don't know if he's back or not, but he he came out of the game. He hit a three. He was holding his side. Walked straight to the locker room. So, um, great news all around with uh, with the Celts injuries, which I mean we talked about this before, but that's just the things they couldn't have. Um, that, I mean they still got to be the favorite. I think they're still the odds-on favorite. I don't think anyone in the East. Again, is really going to compare. I think once you go into the West, you know, Denver's I think it's Denver. Be an issue. Right? Denver right now um, is going to be how there. they would match up with. Just I don't know how they would match up with Memphis. I'm, I'm just looking at it from a paper perspective. I think they would match up pretty well because I think Jaron Jaron Jackson and Rob Williams kind of I don't know cancel each other out, but essentially, yeah. Um, you know, Jaw, good luck playing against three or four of the best defensive guards in the league. Uh, you know, Dylan Brooks is a clown. Deserves to get all the hate that he gets. and uh, He'll get toasted by Brown or Tatum. <laughs> he's got no shot guarding them. I mean, uh, the, honestly, I, and I, I've been saying it, and it's the guy that goes under the radar is, uh, what's his name, the shooter there. He He's probably, arguably... Bane? Yeah, Bane. He's got he's, he's to be one of their more important players just because... He can shoot the rock at a high efficiency, but you take away his three-point shooting, he's kind of one-dimensional. Yep. And Ja, don't get me wrong, he's absolutely filthy and one of the most explosive players in the league, but if you force him to shoot and you just don't let him get to the basket, I mean, that team goes from being as they're top-notch an, as possible to They're another one, too, average. though. I mean, Denver's the same way. Denver's 22-4 and four at home. M- Memphis is 20-3 and three at home. And then away, they're, they're both 500 teams away. Whereas the Celts are 18 and five at home and 17 and seven away, the, the Celts are just road animals. They yeah. have, they have by far the best road record. In the well, they they also it's have close. like they have a team that's like the R two superstars can play inside out. Like yep. all the names you just named, besides Jokic, because he can. No, like I mean Jamal Murray's pretty good. He's finally come back from injury and he's getting healthy and he can shoot and he can get to the bucket. But I feel like. If you want to compare Jamal Murray to Jalen Brown, then you pick Jalen Brown 100 out of 100 times. So, like, you know, uh, 
and what Tatum and Jokic cancel each other out. So that's we still winning that matchup. But then you, if you go to the Memphis side, <laughs> I think our, our two superstars cancel out any of the two superstars like tenfold. I don't even think. I don't even think it's. I don't even think there's an argument. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, on paper, again, obviously it's not played on paper, but I don't think that they, I don't think Memphis would match up well with them. And then Sacramento, like, I mean, mean, it was super, like, awesome story. I I mean, I love them. Uh, You know, uh, as far as, like, I'm a Fox guy, I thought I was a big fan of him, you know, uh, coming into a league and, um, I'm yeah. actually uh, a fan they, of uh, I think they get players. swept right. by the Celtics. Oh, just, oh of I'm course. Saying, like, I, I, don't, I just don't see where... I think a lot of teams get swept by the Celtics. Where I feel like there's a lot of like middling teams this year. There's not a lot of like, heavyweight yeah. powerhouse yeah. teams. Yeah, you know, just going back to years ago. I don't know if you want to go back to like the Lakers and you know where they were always at the top of the West and that type of stuff. I feel like it's such a turnover this year in the West because the Suns are down, the Warriors are down, the Lakers are out of the playoffs... I mean, even the Trailblazers are down. Dallas is still only two games over 500. You know, the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George are kind of slept on, but they're in the sixth spot. They could make a little bit of noise, though, because of those two, I will say, uh, when it comes down to a four-game. You know, Kawhi is a different monster when it comes to postseason, if if healthy. But he's, again, we're talking, like, a dude that's much older than he was when we remember him being a complete stud. So Even from the Toronto championship was what? Four years ago, five years ago yeah. at this point? Four or five years ago, definitely. Yeah, so, so time flies, yeah. and so. these guys age real quick. Yeah, I mean, so like you said, it's an 82-game season. It's taxing on the body, so we'll find out. But, you know, um, with that being said, uh, we're in a great spot, again, leading the whole NBA in, you know, uh, in record and leading the East. And, um, you know, the injuries that we do have aren't, like, season-ending or anything like that. So uh, give us some time to get some other people some play time and hopefully uh get healthy sooner than later but we'll switch over to stay on the basketball side but we'll go over to the ncaa where we're homers with the providence friars who the last time we talked on podcast had just you know broke into um the top 25 um had a couple couple tough games right uh and and you know, we got to win this Saturday against DePaul, which ke- keeps us alive uh, in the top 25. I think we dropped one. I think we're at 23 now. Uh, in the coaches' poll, we're 21, but um, in the AAP, I think we're uh, 23. The Big East is kind of eating itself, right, yeah. at this point. That, that's what you expect in conference play. UConn's struggling big time. You know, Marquette's had a loss. Xavier's had a loss. Like, teams are just losing. I mean, even if – I don't know if you saw any of the Houston game last night, but Houston lost to Temple. Yep. Last night by one point, I mean teams are going to lose, right? Yep. There's no, you know, there's no. Uh, Kansas got a loss by Kansas State, too. Yeah, so. You know, 1976 Indiana is going undefeated the whole entire season. One thing I was looking at too, the beginning of the season when we talked about PC hadn't played anyone and they didn't they didn't beat anyone, blah blah blah. Going back to the, earlier in the season, they played the uh, Mohegan games. Yep. Miami's number twenty. Miami's no, Miami's ranked. Yep. The St. Louis loss, I think we we talked we might have talked about this on here, but definitely talked about it off air, was I think their worst loss of the season. The St. Louis game they should have won. Right. But that was also coming off of a loss the day before. I want to see they're doing well though, St. Louis, to be honest with you. I don't know. They I, might I, be. I, I I not not that we should have shouldn't have uh won that game, but um they beat somebody recently and I was just like, All right, well, you know, it's not like they're 
a Georgetown where they're losing 900 games right. in a row. So you're like, okay, well, uh, again, not that it makes me feel better about it, but, you know, uh, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. And, um, I mean, so they're second in the A-10 right now. They're fourteen and six overall. Fourteen and six. So St. Louis. Yeah. So I mean, they're not a it's they're not, not a scrub it's team. It's not the worst ever. And then the TCU game. We were where they they played at TCU, and we were talking about oh, they lost to the you know. They're the ranked eleventh. The effing <laughs> Horn Flogs. They're yeah. they, you know ranked eleventh. They smacked um, someone that they played the other day, and that was also ranked. Yeah. And I was like, oh wow, okay. So they're I mean they're good. Um, so I think the losses from earlier in the season. Kind of don't sting as badly as they they did. Well, I think that's what's keeping us alive because I mean we, we you know our record's good fifteen and five, but then you see some of these other teams that you know they're higher in the rankings and they got you know fewer losses than we do. And but when you when you're losing to teams that are also in the top twenty five, I think it just you know makes it. I mean Creighton's not on here, but they're a pretty good team too. When they get that big guy and he's gigantic, um, you know uh, we just talked about it. Xavier's pretty legit. Thank God they get a loss to DePaul yep. right before we got to play them. Um, and Shaka Smart does a great job with Marquette, and you know um, they're good. They're a good team. I mean, they split with Marquette, so yep. great. Um, there's going to be, I mean, as as with the Big East, there's going to be some big games coming up. So we're going to the game on Wednesday, uh, which is partly why we're doing the pod on Monday instead. But um, Butler's not, you know, a great team this season. But again, so the conference East team, game. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be there Wednesday. Hopefully they pull out a W, and then they go to Villanova, who's I mean down big time this year. But go, it's still you know so going going to the Wells Fargo Center is not an easy place to play. Uh, it's a road game in conference. It's going to be tough, and it's an early tip on a Sunday. You know, hopefully they pull those two games out. I think they stay ranked if that's the case. If they lose either of them, they probably drop out of the top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, fast-forwarding to the following Wednesday, what's that, nine days from today, they play at Xavier. And that's going to be a huge game because at that point you're going to figure Xavier is probably going to be somewhere around where they are right now. They're 13th overall. And, and if we win, that's big. That would be huge for us. That'd be a, that's just a big yeah. win. And then they, I mean, they have the, they have another UConn game coming up at UConn. They have um, Xavier again at the dunk or at the amp. Uh, to start out March, um, and that's the, I want to say the second to last game of the season. So I mean they they have they have some big games coming up. Yeah, uh, just a couple things I do want to touch on with the Friars. Like it's just funny because I talk shit about um, Noah Locke. You know, um, okay. he's a guy I was really high on actually pre like preseason, and uh, he's just like one of those dudes. It's like super hot cold, but. He had 29 against DePaul. He shut me right up. He was just awesome. I mean, he's shooting the lights out. I think the big thing with him is that he needs to let the game come to him a little bit. Sometimes when he's forcing because he knows he's a good shooter, he takes bad shots, um, and it drives me bananas. You know, he he comes, you know, curling around a screen and gets the ball and jumps and squares up to the bucket all in the air. It's like, dude please stop, you know, um, you know, you're not Michael Jordan, just he, like, you know, he's coming around now and he's squaring up, getting it, yeah. waiting that second and then shooting. He's got a pretty fast release. He just doesn't jump that high when he shoots. So like, he's like a set shot yeah, shooter. Correct. But, uh, when he does, man, it, yeah. he can be, he, he can get hot. He got hot quick. He had seven threes, I think, uh, last game, which, uh, is huge. And, you know, uh, one other thing I do want to say about the Friars is 
what happened? Why didn't we get Tyler Kolick? Like, that kid has killed us twice now, and he's a Rhode Island native, so... Um, we could use them. We don't. We're we're hurting at the point guard position a little bit right now, and um, hopefully we 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 get our point guard back um, for this game. I, I haven't heard anything, so I don't know if you have. But no. I mean that um, was another thing that we were talking about earlier in the season too. Like yeah. oh, you know, yeah, Bynum forget Bynum, and yeah. and you know Breed looks good, and Pierre is getting his minutes, but it also changes their role when Bynum went out too. Yep. So they went from you know 12, 15 minutes a game to now playing 30 a game. Not that Breed's getting exposed by any means, but he's just less of an offensive player. Um, I he still think he's better. Is good. Yeah, I still I still think he's better defensively. Hundred percent better defensively. The thing is, is I thought Pierre was going to come in, and I like Pierre. I think he's going to be a hell of a player, but he's being exploited for being a uh, rookie, like a yeah. freshman, you know. And, and it's yeah. it's showing. I mean, he's has flashes of greatness, but yeah. then he has like flashes of like this dude doesn't even know what he's doing. He's crazy, you know. So, um, so e- either way, I think. Uh, we're going to be a tough team against anyone. Bryce Hopkins is still, you know, uh, could arguably be the biggest player of the year. So the dude's a stud. Um, um, we need Carter to come back to life. He had a couple of games where he was fuego. He's kind kind of been um, an enigma the last couple of games. Um, hopefully he can come back against Butler. But either way, um, Providence College, number 23 uh, in the nation right now. Um, and hopefully uh, we keep the ball rolling. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're – the, the team's forming you know, kind of in front of our eyes where they've all carved out like a niche, like Carter's kind of that you know, Sean Marion-esque type of guy where they exactly. don't, they don't great, like really great, uh, drop analogy. too many plays for right. him. Noah Locke kind of comes off and he's like, I don't know why, this is like a horrendous comparison, but he like reminds me of almost like Michael Red where he, he like obviously he's not left-handed, but the way Michael Red used to shoot and... They drop plays for him, and specifically for him to get threes. Usually yep. coming off of like a pin down screen, he's coming off to get a three. Um, they rely on that. I mean, they're they're definitely relying on that with yep. him with uh, with Bynum out right now. Hopkins, I still don't even know if they drop a ton for Hopkins. He's no. still not getting enough shots. I know we've complained about uh, you know things with Cooley and whatnot, but Hopkins still not getting enough shots. Nope. And he had like tw- I said that, and then two two games ago, I think it was even though we end up losing, he end up having like. Not, he put up 19 shots, and I'm like, yeah, that's where he should average around, like 19, 20 shots a game, not 12, not 13. Uh, he's just like, to me, he's like a poor man's Carmelo Anthony. Like, if he had a, if he looked to shoot a little bit more, because he does have a nice touch, I think he could be even better. But you know, he's a big guy that's explosive, um, and he, he's good around the rim. Um, yeah, and he shoots free throws really yeah. well. You know, he he he's got the size to kind of play inside. I feel like they play him like outside in. A little bit where yeah off dribble all the time yeah. he's always off the dribble right, like right. they they should draw more in the post for me i just my opinion right. like in the post get him get him going at the free throw line then work your way out start hitting those those elbow jump especially because he's can he can be physical you give him to him and he bangs you and then he's explosive and he's, he go right I mean, up at the rim I, I've, I've yet to see someone really like match up with him that took him out of his game like right. he he the only reason he kind of I guess like has an off game or or doesn't score is because he doesn't shoot enough. Right. Um, there hasn't been too many games where he's you know I don't know shooting like thirty percent or something like that. He's also the team actually not just him. The team is way better when he's on yeah. attack mode. Yep. You know, and we said it like he did it at the UConn game. Uh, he was kind of like that at the DePaul game, but like every game he comes out and he has that like killer like I'm here to like be the best player on the court. 
we're way better for it. So, like, if, if there's anything to be said, it's like, dude, we're going to run through the offense through you, but you need to be the catalyst. So you, you need to be on, you know, uh, the killer uh, mentality the whole game. So either way, I, I, again, like I said before, amped to have, you know, uh, season tickets. These guys, they're a, a really talented team. Like you said, they're coming together. Um, they have an identity now, which in the beginning of the season, we were like, oh, geez, wh- where are they going to go? And, um I think they're going to be there. For they still a got a big while. shot. Right. I think they still got a, a very good shot at the Big East regular season title. Um, you know, TBD, what they would do. You know, at, especially at the that Xavier game. Right at the Big East tournament. You know, obviously last year was not great for them when they went into the tournament, and then when they went into the NCAA tournament, they played. They ran just ran up against Kansas. Yep. They probably played Kansas the best out of any other team in the whole entire tournament. I agree. Um, but. You know, again, we'll see kind of that Xavier game, that UConn game, and then the Xavier game at home are probably the three that are going to look at, you know, whether they can win the regular season title again, which would be cool. If they could go back-to-back after not winning one. That'd be amazing. Really, really cool. And good for Cooley, too. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll find out. But uh, we'll switch gears, um, like you said uh, at the beginning of the pod. An amazing week for football. We're excited about this week. Um, you know, uh, the last time we had a pod, and divisional round is always good. You're going to see um, the teams that are legit and teams that, you know, um, you know, uh, didn't come to play. And that brings us to our first game, Jaguars-Chiefs. I'm not going to lie, before this game, I was uh, I was pretty excited to see to have the Jaguars see if they can make this a game. And they did a decent job at it. Uh, you know, they ended up losing 27-20. I mean, uh, Mahomes did get rolled up on uh, on this game, which I think we'll probably take a second to talk about uh, in a few because I think that's going to have a major impact on, you know, this next game. Um, but I will say, uh, Chad Henney didn't even know he was in the league still. Um, I think he led like a 97-yard. It was the, it was the longest playoff drive in Chiefs history. There you go. Uh, so, I mean, they have weapons, and, um, and again, uh, as far as coaching is concerned, uh, they might be one of the best coach teams in the, in the league. So, yeah. um, either way, 27-20, Chiefs prevail. Um, Mahomes was able to come back in in the second half uh, after he got rolled up on, um, diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. But, I mean, you and I played football, you know, basketball our whole life. I mean, that's a legit injury. You know, uh, between whatever the shots and, you know, whatever he got that night, that next day is going to be a completely different story when the adrenaline wears off and, yep. you know, he's uh, he's actually going to go out and play. So, questionable, I think, if he even plays. Um, I mean, Mac missed, you know, a couple weeks with the same injury. I've, he's not the only one, but that's the first person that came to mind when we're talking about a high ankle sprain. But what are your uh, take home uh, with this game, Nick? So, I mean, starting with Jacksonville, Jacksonville looked like they belonged, which was awesome to see because I think everyone not everyone but I think a lot of people root for Jacksonville I mean they've been a laughing stock of the NFL for they were back-to-back number one picks right Trevor Lawrence went through Urban Meyer absolute shit show of a coach they had the number one pick again they're you know fast forward nine months later they're in the divisional round after winning a playoff game um it was good to see they I, I also think you know Looking forward for them next year. You're just talking about offense, because again, I'm not breaking down defensive tape or anything like that. But Trevor Lawrence, Etn, uh, Zay Jones, Kirk, Evan Ingram, 
I think Calvin Ridley they get back. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. So I don't know if Marvin Jones is there next year or not. I know he's a little bit older. I don't know if he's on a one year or whatever. But um, they get they bring in Calvin Ridley, who is, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to say he's better than Christian Kirk or anything like that. But if you would have said could before be. the season, before he got suspended, all of that stuff, I mean, he was much highly regarded as a number one receiver. Um it's going to be interesting to see how he comes back after a year off and then, you know, meshing into an offense that's already rolling, but I don't think he's going to hurt them. Plus, I'm pretty sure they'll end up with a decent pick, and I almost want to say they have some draft capital as well. But, um, I mean, they look like they belong. The, the, it didn't look like the, the, you know, the lights are too bright for Lawrence or anything along those lines. ETN looked good as well. So, I mean, I think they have their, their back. He's going to be highly drafted uh, in fantasy next year. And then on the Chiefs side of things, again, I, I think very under-talked under about what you just mentioned was Chad Henney. I mean, Henney came in, they went 90, I think it was 98 yards, 97 yards, whatever it was, and scored a touchdown. They won by seven. If that right. didn't happen, I mean, well, like, well, it's a tie game, yeah. you know? So um, that was that was very under talked about and underappreciated. I know Mahomes mentioned it after the game. Um, but my, my, my takeaway from Kansas city is Kelsey is, yeah, I, I, if not, he, if he's not the most unguardable guy in the league, I know we always talk about Justin Jefferson and Cooper cup and, um, you know, Devonte Adams and all of that stuff. I saw a thing on Twitter that said, uh, fourth and sixth with your season on the line, who would you want? Um, from from a receiver perspective and there was a ton of responses and it was you know Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams and this and that I would want Travis Kelsey Kelsey is unbelievable he had 17 targets 14 catches and 98 yards and two touchdowns that's ridiculous I mean he's just insane and and the rest of the team is everyone knows he's getting the ball but they can't do anything because he plays in the middle of the field well that's the thing he's just that good and what you mentioned too about Andy Reid Andy Reid schemes up ways for Kelsey to get open where they he blocks 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 and then releases and he has 10 yards in front of him and and Mahomes does that really well where he holds the ball and doesn't look or that type of stuff um I mean this goes without saying Mahomes is special right he's awesome um being a Brady fan I'm happy he's as good as he is now right with, with you know and he wasn't this good when Brady was in New England but um yeah, the injury is going to be interesting next week uh, to see. I would assume, no matter what, unless they have to amputate it, that he's going to play. I mean, but, even if he does, you you cannot. That's not something you just take lightly. That's a that 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 is going to be a factor. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And if I'm looking at if you do play, and I'm a defender, dude, I'm attacking him at will. You know, I'm trying to make him as mobile as humanly possible. So the problem you know, is um, there though with him is he they they did this in the in the broadcast about him getting blitzed. The reason people don't blitz Kansas City is because you can't blitz. He he's Kelsey's right there. Right. Kelsey's always the hot route guy. So if you're gonna if you're gonna somehow double Kelsey and blitz, you you almost like you almost end up with not enough defenders on the back end. But I don't know if they have they don't have Tyree Kill anymore. Right. Right. So everyone said that all season. You know. Can, also, can Tony right? Can Tony become a game breaker? Can Juju become a game breaker? He had two for twenty nine. He had a huge catch. But right. you know, if Valdez Scantling one for six, 
Pacheco, who played really good, really really well, but again, one only, for six out of the backfield and only twelve carries too. So just more explosive. I think the big thing is is like especially with, you know, if we're we're keying in on a matchup, which you know we'll get to I'm sure a little bit more in, uh, later in the pod, and if we don't, the cover right now is that when in this happened in the game we're about to cover is like since he doesn't rush everyone they like rushing like three or four guys so like if you can get after the quarterback by only rushing that many guys they're gonna be that's gonna be a problem for kc because because of the reason you just said they're not they're not sending you know um everybody in the kitchen sink to leave kelsey wide open so if they if they can get to the quarterback only rushing that many guys and you can take Kelsey out of the game and make these other dudes do something. It's it's going to be a tough tough sledding for yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup uh, for sure. But anyways, uh, you know, uh, your pick all along. Chiefs still rolling. Uh, they're in another you know uh, uh, semifinal, which is just insane. To Five me. straight AFC championships. That's crazy. Which is crazy. I mean, That's coming, insane. even coming from New England. Where <laughs> That's they, crazy. Yeah, it's still crazy. That's impressive. Um, the night game, the Saturday night game, was the Giants at the Eagles. Um, Eagles smacked them basically from the opening kickoff, 38-7. to uh, The Giants just they didn't have a chance. They were overmatched in this game. They got down. Uh, once they got down, they couldn't run the ball. And even if they could run the ball, it, it didn't really matter. I mean, um, Hertz was clicking with Smith. Uh, Goddard. You know, right off, right off yeah. the rip. Then Goddard. Um, and then, I mean, Philly just... If they get a lead, they're they're so unstoppable because they just they, they just run the ball right. Well, I was just gonna I was just gonna say and it, over and over and over again. And how many games did we talk about this where they just they just keep running the ball right. and they can't stop them? But the the thing is, is like AJ Brown didn't was a non-factor in this game. Didn't even have to. And 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 it's funny because in like the going into the third quarter, I'm like, oh, Sanders having a pretty good game running the ball with Hurts, right? But then Gamewell comes in and has over 100 yards and touchdown. It's yep. like. Dude, you're, you're like like who you just said. Who would have even talked? If we were to talk about this game last week, we wouldn't even have mentioned Kenneth Gainwell's name. No, absolutely not. And he like a hundred. He might have he might have vultured a touchdown or something, but you you wouldn't have said he had twelve carries with one twelve in a TD. You no. know, so. But once um, they get up, they run all right. four of those guys run the ball and they put them in different sets and even the the I think it was like third and one at one point where they 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 did like that quarterback sneak little huddle. And then they just snapped it and threw it out wide and ran out wide. And it was like Goddard and A.J. Brown, who are might as well be offensive linemen, how big both of them are. And they're out blocking, and there's, you know, two small DBs out there. Just Good luck. Yeah, going at their knees, and it turned into like a 20-yard gain. Yeah, I, um, I mean, it, you know, uh, that's a credit to, to how good Hurts is. Again, uh, we talked about this before. Had he not get injured, I mean, I know that, you know, Mahomes is probably a clear-cut. MVP, but you can still make the, you know, when Hurts is healthy, man, he's been ridiculous. I mean, the first play of the game was like a 30-yard pass to the Smith. So, I mean, um, he, they're just good. Um, on the flip side, I will say, hey, listen, great run for the Giants. Yep. I mean, legitimately, they play with scraps all year. Dable's got to be up there for Coach of the Year. I mean, he literally did a ton with nothing. Good to see Saquon Barkley back. Um, he basically stating he wants to take less money to stay with the team, which is a just a great thing. Uh, we talked about this, you know, via text pre-pod. Um, you know, uh, their quarterback's going to get paid. You know, yeah, so uh, he's going to he, he's going to get some cash um, as as he probably should have had a pretty decent year. Um, 
They need to get some receivers, though. They have, like, no receivers. Um, if they can somehow get rid of, I don't know what Galladay, I don't, I don't know what that, like, contract is like or whatever, but if they could somehow get rid of him, somehow it just not even bring in, I'm not even talking about, like, a number one. Like, they don't have to bring in a... I mean, that would be great if they did. If they could somehow score a number one, you know, off of someone else's team, great. Um, but they have to address that, and then they they have to address the the tight end position too. Like they don't, I, they just don't have the right like the playmakers that all of these other teams. Every other team on here: Jaguars, Chiefs, Eagles, Bengals, Bills, Cowboys, and 49ers, all have better weapons than the Giants. And surprisingly, they all have better records. Yep. Dude, and every one of them, let's just go down the list because that's cool that you said that. So we got Evan Ingram, right, is the tight end for the Drags. Gee, where did he come from? Yeah, weird. Uh, and they, may, they, you know, and that's another, you know, I, I just gave credit to, to Dayball, but how about Peterson, you know, the Jaguars? He doesn't get enough credit either. I mean, they were horrendous last year. So, yep. um, so Evan Ingram, and then you got Kelsey. We just talked about him. He's ridiculous. Um, yep. Then you got Goddard on the Eagles, right? Um, you got what's his name on uh, the Bengals who came Hayden from Hurst. yeah Hayden Hurst came from Atlanta. Then you got uh, Knox yep. uh, in, in Buffalo. Um, Schultz, who's been a touchdown machine, we'll get to that in a minute. And then uh, you you got um, Kittle. So uh, yeah, they 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 all have weapons. You know, not only better weapons in general, but you know uh, specifically at tight end. So uh, that was a good observation on your part. Yeah, I mean every team needs one, right? It's just their quarterback's little safety blanket in the middle of the, the middle. I feel like the middle of the field is so much harder to. To defend, mm-hmm. it just that, makes it makes everyone else's job way easier when you have that person. So. Yeah. And then again, that's to go back to the Patriots. They had Edelman and Gronk, who both played in the middle of the field, and they were just so successful. And then you go back to when they had Gronk and um, you know, Hernandez and Welker and whoever. Like they always had guys in the middle of the field. Troy Brown, David Gibbons, guys you know that could always play in the middle of the field. You know, we don't have anymore. Oh, guys in the middle of the field. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. So Nick, your two teams that you picked to go to the Super Bowl still alive. Um, uh, they won on Saturday, um, which brings us to Sunday slate of games. Early game was the one we've been all you know uh, waiting for, anticipating from the last time they played um, the Hamlin game uh, rematch, uh, Bengals Bills, um, and it was. Uh, Kind of a one-sided affair. 27-10 Bengals. Uh, before I go, Nick, what uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, right off right off the, the I mean, the first quarter, Burrow had two passing touchdowns and kind of just set the tone. And then it just started snowing more, and you could just feel Buffalo got tight. You know, they were, they were down, and you could just tell like Diggs, you know, not blowing up on the sideline or anything like that. But um. You know, kind of going at Josh Allen and the fans and, you know, Damar Hamlin was there and it was, it was a lot, I'm sure, for them to, like, see him and, you know, the fans are all hyped up. Burrow put that down real quick. And yeah. Before he, you knew it, it was 14 nothing, and it started snowing and it almost felt like it was, like, it might as well have been 28 nothing at that point. Uh, it, I mean, starting fast like that, especially being the road team, is so huge. Yeah, I mean, similar to the similar to the Hurts thing. I mean, he just came out and just executed what he wanted to. Yep. But this is, you know, uh, we talked about this two pods ago. And, and listen, you know, we talked about, you know, with Taylor and um, the coach for, uh, for Buffalo, like, you know, making the right decision when the Hamblin thing comes on. But the bottom line is, 
the, the Bengals got the raw end of that deal, and I said, I, was, I said, listen, they're gonna come out and they're gonna be fucking pissed. And uh, and Joe Burrow is Joe Cool. That dude's got the killer instinct, and yeah. um, that dude was calm as the other side of the pillow, and he just came out and slung the rock. Um, and they just had the weapons. I mean, that first touchdown to Chase was that was as great as it was for Chase. He was wide open because Burrow did like a jump pass. I mean, it was really Burrow that made the play. The second touchdown to Hayden Hurst was just a perfect pass. And then they get, they get up just similar to the Eagles. They get the run game going. Then you know, P Ryan and, and they Mixon. They needed it going too because yeah, Mixon correct. had been struggling big time. I t- couldn't agree more. Um, but the second that happens, I mean. Uh, Higgins didn't even get really involved. He didn't need to. Oh. Uh, and Tyler Boyd had w- almost a perfect pass. Uh, that was w- would have been a pretty long pass. Um, you know, I think it was like third quarter that you know ne- got negated. But um, I mean, Josh Allen is super talented, and I don't want to take anything away from there. A lot of distractions, a lot of things going on. He wasn't even 100% some of the year. But I tell you what, when it really comes down to crunch time, like. He he struggles more 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 often than not, and I don't want to like say he's got like the Aaron Rodgers like get all the tools but just can't get it. But I mean, at some point we're gonna have to start having that conversation. Like I don't know if now is the time, but it's definitely a thought, and I I'm, I'm sure that's probably something that you know uh, Stefan Diggs was screaming at him on the sideline. Like you guys get to this point every year, and you you're the odds-on favorite all year, and then you just just get whooped. Yeah, uh, it's it's again. I just think they. They got once they were down fourteen nothing, it just seemed like they got tight because it's like do you do you keep running the ball right? Right. Running running. What what did they end up with? Nineteen for sixty three. Yeah. So <clears throat> like they weren't they weren't running the ball, and granted, I know that's because they were down, but it's like they they got away from it, and they did that all year. Right. They got away from it real real quick. The Miami game that they lost in Miami, they didn't run the ball at all. Josh Allen threw the ball like sixty times or something. I like think that. the only time that we talked about that they did is when he got hurt, and that was only for like two games. So. Yep. And that's actually when they, they it seemed like they were playing their best football because they were They're well rounded. They, right. they were becoming more well rounded. Right. Um Yeah, I, I also I'm not I, I traded for him probably the worst trade in fantasy football history, even <laughs> though Brees Hall got hurt. But I traded for Gabe Davis this year. I'm not I'm just I'm not sold on Davis. Me neither. As the as I was the wrong on two. him today this year too. Um Knox played really well down the stretch. He had a couple of ridiculous catches. He he was the most important player down the like even though they were kind of out, yeah, he was making like every game. He, he he was the one making the big catches. And you know what, Shakur he had a couple of big catches. He's you know uh, was a rookie this year, so he maybe he he steps up. You know even Cole Beasley like did more than Gabe Davis. So um, yeah, and he Davis was like was sitting on his couch for three quarters of the year. So underwhelming for sure. And I also thought I mean we talked about it at the trade deadline the Naeem Hines thing was like he just never even played. He kicked, but he killed he kicked, killed he kicked us returns yeah. and and and. Uh, that was it. But, yeah, I mean, Buffalo going home, I can't say I'm, like, disappointed. You know, it sucks that Hamlin was there. And good for him for being there. And, you know, God bless him. It's unbelievable that he's even alive. But, I'm not, I mean, I'm no Bills fan by any means. So. No, I mean, they're in a division, no offense. I, I mean, um, nothing, you know, on a personal level, just on a uh, from a Patriot, you know, fan perspective. They're happy that I mean. Bengals all the way. I was rooting for the Bengals. I like Joe Burrow. Um, Me too. I actually like the Bengals. Um, uh, however, I mean, uh, I can I can root for them when my team's out. Um, I wanted them to win the whole thing last year. Um, 
and they have a chance to go back. They play uh, injury-riddled uh, Mahomes next week, and the Bengals have had their number two. So, but that's not to get ahead of them because we just talked about it. I mean, <laughs> Mahomes and and you know uh, coaching staff and that team, they're they're this at our head. It's not going to be easy. So no, it's going to be a very tight game. I feel like the whole game. Um, the so the Sunday night game was. I can't. I can't say the, the 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 team with the most pressure on them because obviously all the teams had pressure on them. I mean, not so much the Giants, not so much the Jaguars. They kind of had great seasons if you look at it for what they thought they were going to be. Um, but the Cowboys at the Niners, I, I just don't think anyone had more pressure on them this weekend than Dak. And he crumbled. Yeah, he did not play well. Uh, they he was the up, reason they lost. They put up twelve points and. I mean, Dallas is. It ended up San Francisco 19 to 12. Um, Dallas's defense. I mean, they let up 19 points, so you can't say that they played bad by any means. But it, Dak just didn't play well. Um, two more picks. So he's one yeah. of them was just terrible too. Like one of them was so bad. It yep. was like one of them was just a good interception. The, yeah, the other, like the tip. other, the other one was just like. What are you doing? Like, I actually think the one that was horrendous, they, you know, thank God their defense was actually playing pretty stout. And I think they either got nothing out of it or they got, they only got got a field goal. goal. Yeah. So, um, it wasn't too bad. Um, I agree, but yeah, Dak, uh, I mean, they let up one touchdown from Dallas's defense. Dallas defense let up one touchdown. It was Christian McCaffrey. But that was like late. I mean, they were, they were keeping them in check all game. I mean, in all honesty, this was just back and forth defensive battle. I mean, I don't know, Nick. You tell me, but you know, for, based on all the teams that we I just watched um, this past weekend, these, these are the two best defenses. I thought, like, yeah. uh, you know, so you know, and, and it, it was sh- the defenses are so good that as good as or flashes and you know as good they might might have talent with you know Lamb Schultz or or Debo Kittle you know McCaffrey it was really defensive like they were the they owned the show on both sides um you know uh, Nick Bosa is a complete disruptor and uh I mean uh, and Warner Fred yeah, Warner well, Warner's an animal, an animal. Uh, complete maniac um it did change the game too uh, i mean just to talk about it the tony pollard injury oh it changed the whole game changed the whole game because you might as well stick a fork in zeke that dude is <laughs> i don't care where he goes next year he won't be drafting on any of my teams he Ever. is he's done no and he's definitely done whatever happened at the end of the game why did the they put him at play. center he got pancaked i actually felt bad for him he got thrown into dak's feet it was insane. I have no idea. I've seen, I mean, we've seen some pretty horrendous plays. That was up there with the worst. This season, I don't even know. I would fire Mike McCarthy just for Dude, calling. Dude, I was. Whoever called that play needs to be fired immediately. Yeah, I mean, it was. Dylan it, Moore, I don't care. That and the Kirk Cousins, you know, fourth down, throw it for six. Those two plays were by far the worst I've seen in this postseason. Yeah. I mean, the memes all day, have, I mean, all, all week have been hilarious. People smashing TVs and getting wild. But, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't blame them. I mean, it's, uh, you know. As a fan, that was tough to see. I mean, I am like watching it like one guy, and I was thinking that like, and it's gonna be Zeke, and sure enough, he gets mollywopped, and you know, uh, you know, Dak's gotta get rid of the ball because you know uh, Zeke's at his feet, and then he, he connects the pass, and the dude just gets destroyed. 
Yeah, I, I don't. They set Zeke up real, real raw with that. But with that being said, he, I mean, he was he was terrible the whole game. Even yep. even towards the end of the game, they threw him the ball. Uh, he had four targets, two catches, seven yards. He's just he's not explosive anymore. He's a plotter. He's, he's he's Jerome Bettis when they also had Willie Parker, and Willie Parker was just so much better when they played in the Super Bowl. And 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 Bettis was the name, and that's what Zeke is. He's a name at this point. Tony Pollard is head and shoulders better. Even before the game, just looking at the player props, Zeke was like 38 yards rushing or something like that. Think about that for a second. Prop. And Pollard was like 60 yeah. or something. Double. It, it, yeah. And he's just, he's their number one. Uh, with that being said, he's a free agent. Yep. So I don't know if they're going to franchise got... tag him or what they're going to do, but they ain't going to sign him long term because they signed Zeke for $100 million. Yeah, well, not only that, but... He, he just broke his leg, and he requires surgery. I mean, I really feel bad for the guy. I mean, uh, that sucks. Um, yep. With that being said, and listen, I'm, I'm, I can admit when I'm wrong, and I am way wrong. Um, Gallup sucks. I mean, he just – he really isn't the guy. I thought he could be the number two there, um, and he's not. CeeDee Lamb has erupted as the guy. He's that good. He had some really good plays in this game. And Schultz has been the touchdown guy, you know, um, late in the season, and pretty much since he got healthy again. Um, yeah. So uh, Dak definitely I – don't, I don't know what they do there. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think he'll lose his job. I don't think he can lose his job. Yeah, he, he also, as much as he turned the ball over, he also led the league in touchdowns from when he came back from injury. So it's like, you know, you, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? He led the league in touchdowns, and he led, led the league in interceptions, which is really strange because that typically those, those don't go hand-in-hand yeah. hand like that. Like, there's got to be something. J- uh, James? Um, something there that, that I, I don't know. Jameis Winston-esque, you know? So. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't know if it's him just like – not being able to read the coverage, but he still throws the ball anyway. I don't know. Right. I, I definitely agree. And the flip side, um, Brock Purdy went up against a legit defense. And, and listen, he just didn't make mistakes. Um, didn't have a great game, um, 19 for 29, 214, but didn't turn the ball over. Okay. I mean, that's the thing. You don't turn the ball over. And I will say... Those two turnovers were the difference from Dak. Um, that uh, catch uh, kill made was ridiculous. I mean, tips it. Tries to call it in, is about to get decapitated, and yeah, somehow I like was, I thought that was going to be takes it in and avoids the tackle. It was it was amazing. Um, they took Ayuk out of this game um, uh, for the most part. Debo had you know uh, some flash plays of how athletic he is, but um, you know uh, Christian McCaffrey broke them broke them down. I mean, uh, again, not a great game, but end up like you know getting those chunk plays when they needed it most get gets in the end zone and then mitchell had a pretty big play up the sideline at the end and went out of bounds if he stayed in bounds this game would have been over before before it actually was but uh um i mean we said it before uh san fran was my pick to go to the super bowl and the nfc uh along with um cincy so uh nick i mean uh we do this pod together. We've been pretty good with, um, you know, fantasy purposes. And now the four teams we've picked for quite some time now are the last four teams left. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a cool Sunday because I, I think both games, obviously the spreads are really, really close. Um, the only, <clears throat> I, I guess, like the only thing that I could nitpick from from this, or, or say that you know someone's at a disadvantage here or, or there or whatever. Uh, Purdy is still, you know, sixth round rookie, whatever. And he's gonna he's walking into Philly. 
on you know championship Sunday um, you know I don't think the the lights will be too bright or anything along those lines but Philly's going to be the best team they've played I oh, think Dallas's defense might be better than Philly's defense but Philly's defense is not bad either and in Philadelphia it's going to be insane yep I, I, I think I think what it comes down to is is Eagles D is good enough to to make Purdy and company is day difficult. My thing is the flip side. Can Bosa and them get after Hertz? Because that's what if if Hertz does what he did, they I don't feel like that. As good as uh, the offensive players that the 49ers have, their identity is is through you know plot you know mucking the game up because their defense is so good. So mm-hmm. um, with that being said, that's going to be the telltale. Is that I don't they know need how many they, games. They need to. The Niners have come from behind to win. Well, like well that's what I'm saying. They're a front. Right. They're correct. And, and most teams are right. Right. Like, right. But but like Hurts and them, they can come from behind and they, you know they have the playmakers to, to do it. If like, it's if it's ten nothing after the first quarter, Eagles, that's not that's not voting well right. for the Niners. It, it, like it would be it would if we if we meet next week and we're talking about you know Purdy went for. Three thirty and three touchdowns. I would be super, super, super surprised. Um, whereas if you told me, you know, Hertz went for two eighty and you know another sixty on the ground, I would, I would understand that. That that's just where I think it's the differentiator is. Not that I don't believe in Purdy. Not that I don't like him. Nothing along those lines. But again, it's they're not in San Francisco anymore. It's not going to be you know fifty something degrees, perfect weather. It's going to be cold you know god knows what sunday's weather is going to be like i'm sure it's going to be cold and you know at least overcast philly's not going to be you know nice by any means um i, I, I mean, mean they I, they don't the the thing i will say is that they don't have micah parsons that guy was on a that guy was literally suplexing like 300 pound guys to like like with ease i want to say govinci is like an all pro it was like ridiculous. A pro bowler. And, and, and when I say that, I mean this in like the nicest because the Eagles D is legit and Josh Sweat is legit. He just Michael Parsons is on yeah. on that next tier of uh, of people. So again, this isn't going to be easy sledding for Purdy, and I'm not meaning that, but like I think he should have a little bit more time than I mean. This past week, he was he couldn't do anything. He, he literally. He needed to get the ball out immediately, and you could tell he was getting flustered. The good thing is, like I said, he didn't turn the ball over, but I, I mean, Nick, I'm definitely going to agree with you. I know we have uh, different picks as far as who is going to win, but I will agree with you that it will be a tough game uh, for the 49ers if they do not uh, put points on the board um, early. So um, that, that that's my take, with well, at least with that game. The Bengals game... It could get out of hand if Mahomes doesn't play, um, or he's hurt and it's he's not mobile, and the Bengals can get after him. I think that game could get um, out of control fast. So the line switched. It opened. I want to say it opened at two. Kansas City was minus two. It switched over to uh, Cincinnati as the favorite now. Um, yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be interesting in that game too because what you mentioned earlier about the Bengals with the offensive line. They had injuries in the offensive line. That didn't really come to fruition with with uh, Buffalo. That's one thing that KC does well is rush the passer. And Chris Jones is a monster. Yeah, he's an um, and he's an up the middle type of guy. So I'm 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 interested to see if if both sides like if, right. if Mahomes is not you know um, upright. That's not good for Kansas City, but also for Cincinnati if 
Bengals can't protect Burrow. That's going to be interesting. Um, I know it's a. I know it's. I I like would want to say uh, the game is going to be like a low scoring game. I don't know why, just because I, I feel like between the offensive lines being a mess and you know Mahomes being injured or possibly injured, whatever, that it's going to be lower scoring. But I also in my mind, I'm like, there's just no way. Like, right? There's no way that Burrow and Mahomes are going to put up less than 47. I just I, I watched something about like Iowa State and uh, Oklahoma, whatever. Yep. Uh, Purdy and Hurts the last time, and they had like 11 touchdowns or something between the two. Yeah, Purdy had five. I saw that. So uh, it, I mean, so that game, the over under is 45 and a half, and then the Bengals Chiefs is 47. Um, I mean, both of those games could go over. Um, I think yeah, I think they. Uh, I, I feel like that the, the Bengals Chiefs. It, it really depends on the health of Mahomes for me, because uh, if if he's not healthy and he in Henny's plan, then I would take the under. But if if he plays, I think that that over goes. At least with, I still feel like the 49ers Eagles of these four teams, both of those the 49ers and Eagles have a better defense than both those other two teams. Personally, I think. Um, so I think that that's probably why that line's a little bit lower. Um, I can see maybe taking the under, but if it's under, it's not by much. It's like right there. So um, I think I would take the over on both personally. I yeah, I I do too. And I, I yeah, I I mean I I could just it's a flip of a coin. I agree. I, I don't think both of the games are, are a flip of the coin because I I think the Eagles are at full health, and I think Hurts proved this week that he's fully healthy. Are he's healthy? I think they're the best team, just period, because their offense is. Well, they got the best record. Oh, well, they're tied, they're tied with the Chiefs. Sorry. But I just think they're even even if they matched up completely healthy with the Chiefs, I just think they're better. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why. Maybe they're just like like tight end is not a wash, but they're better at receiver. They're better at running back. Going to next year, I mean, besides the Bengals, can you? I mean, I can't tell. I can't say any two wide receivers that are better than no. what the Eagles have. So. I mean, uh, be, besides Higgins and and, um, and Chase, so yeah. Besides, uh, uh, maybe Miami with Devontae Waddle. Parker and yeah, <laughs> Jacoby Myers. <laughs> Jacoby Myers wearing a Vita oh. this year, uh, this year. But uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know what's wild too is that if you just swap the Rams with the Eagles, they're the same four teams that were there last year. So, um, which is a testament to how good these teams are. It's not easy to get back here. So no. Um, We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, it's really, it's, you could handpick, uh, you really couldn't handpick two better games either, and I think both, all the teams deserve to be where they are right now. Like 100%. No, one, no one got there from a, you know, a fluke play with, you know, like years behind um, uh, with Minnesota. Right, right, right. Diggs with, uh, um, and I forgot who the quarterback was before Cousins or when Cousins was hurt, whatever. But like, like no one got there on a fluke play or you know a, a sixty-yard field goal to win or anything like that. Yep. Even the division round, like all the, uh, like pretty much all the teams that were there deserved to be there. Yep. And that's good. I mean, in 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 all honesty, all the teams that we talked about got exploited at one point, right? So, so the Giants exploited Minnesota. Then the Giants got completely exploited, you know, by the Eagles. Jacksonville is more real than we thought they were, and they exploited the Titans. So, like, these teams that were, like, on the cusp of, like, oh, my God. like both, I will say Baltimore, um, I thought they were going to get completely smacked by the Bengals. They actually played the Bengals pretty uh, pretty hard. Um, that was another team I thought was kind of, like, 
you know. Um, I mean, the Bengals got lucky to win the game. Yeah. In a, in a sense, like the the strip sack fumble. My God, ninety nine. Yeah, yeah you know, whatever. whatever. Well, I mean, um, but the same thing with with the Jaguars. Right. I mean, the Chargers were up twenty seven to seven, and yeah. the, the second half the of that game was implosion ins- of all time. Yeah, the second half of that game was absolutely insane. Besides the Falcons against us, but yeah, I mean, um, I, I definitely agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, can't. From a football fan, cannot be more excited. I just love that uh, you and I have our teams and they're op- complete opposites, which yep. is awesome. We're, so we basically play each other heads up twice. So yeah, in in both games. Yeah, so which is awesome. So. Which is going to be we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. My guess would be we probably go fifty fifty and have we probably go one and one. If 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 we went fifty fifty, I I my thing was I will agree with you with the Eagles and I but I'm still I think I'm still picking the Bengals to win. Yeah, I talked to um, one of our buddies who's heavy into uh, betting and he he's taking the Bengals and he was taking the Bengals when they were underdogs. He just thinks. They have their number, and I, I want to say the Bengals beat the Chiefs the last three times. Three they times, played them. and two of those were in Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. So, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be them, right? Like, right. he know. just was so calm. I mean, Buffalo. Think about like that atmosphere. Yeah. The other day, it was snowing. It was post Hamlin. Yeah. Like, talk about like, you know, they they were talking about a neutral playing site next week. He's selling, just, selling the tickets. Oh yeah, man. He just, stuff. Yeah. he is, uh, he just, he's got that it factor, man. That video too, that video of him, uh, I think he was throwing it to Chase or Higgins or whatever oh, off the sideline, and he, he just like turned around, and spins, and it's cool. cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah, he's cool, just, man. He's, he's, um, he's, he's uh, if we knew, special. if we met, if we didn't know who Joe Burrow was, if he wasn't, you know, six five, whatever, we didn't know him, and we met him out. We would think Never he's the know. biggest tool bag yeah. on the planet. Yeah. But he's a professional athlete, and he backs his shit up. Yeah. I mean, um, honestly, so, with Tom, I'm not going to lie. If I seen Tom Brady out prior not knowing and he looked like a pretty boy, well, this guy's a fugues, and the oh, dude's yeah. a complete killer in McNasty at fucking football. So, um, I mean, talent time. talent trumps all, right? Like yeah. winning and talent just trumps all that stuff. And But having that swag, that confidence, and he's got it. He really does have But that. also backing it up. Well, that's the thing, because right? Because there's you guys know? that have that swag and have that confidence, i.e., Jameis Winston. Yeah. And we'll throw 33 interceptions yeah. and you're right. like, all right, dude, shut up and yeah. sit down. Yeah. You know, right. you look like an idiot. <laughs> when you do, when, when right. you don't look like an idiot is when you go into Buffalo and you win on the road as six-point underdogs and you win by 17. Right. And Come on, 14 to, zip too. Like, now you're, you're trying to go back to, right. you know, uh, you're, you're back in your second straight AFC championship and he's been, he's been in the league three seasons, two of them healthy. And the two healthy, he went to the Super Bowl, and now he's in the AFC Championship. So I think that speaks the, volumes. Yeah, I yeah. think the the category that he put himself into with that win in Buffalo was was he's in the top tier. Oh, hundred percent. He's he's in Mahomes. I mean, he was really good in college too. It wasn't like oh yeah, absolutely. He, you know, he was like a, this somebody, and then became you know he was he's been somebody since for sure for, for a while. Coming, in, so coming into the league and getting injured, I think put him. Yeah, set him back name wise. Right, um, I, I definitely agree. Where now he's not, he's he's. Well, they had uh, they had which I which I really like not even from like a him but just a team perspective is that like they had a couple of their linebackers uh, talk in pregame this week, um, and they were like extremely humble talking like how big the game where the Bills is going to be, how good they were, how good you know Josh Allen was, all this stuff. But then was like. 
why are we talking about them when we're the we went to the Super Bowl last year right. and like they need to play through us. We've been here like there the pressure on them and like that was just cool to me to 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 know that that that's from a team perspective. That's not like a one individual player. No. That's you know uh, you know Taylor and company putting that in their mindset and it showed because they you know. Uh, when you get to this far, it's not one person that's winning the game for you. It's your whole team, and um, they had a team complete uh, team victory. Uh, and uh, you know, th- like you said, these four teams are going to be uh, they're going to battle, uh, yep. and it's going to be uh, it's going to be awesome to see. And we'll see. I'm sure we'll uh, be talking trash on Pod next week of who is right and who is wrong. And uh, but another successful Pod. Anything else uh, prior to that we need to discuss? Uh, no, man. We'll be hopefully we'll be. Uh, back next week. I don't even know what calendar. We're not away next week, are we? It was the next week. It's, it's the following week. week. So yeah. So we'll be back. We'll preview. We'll recap these two games. Um, some of the uh, Celts week. I don't know what their week looks like for the rest of the week, but um, we'll be at PC Wednesday and then Saturday they're at Villanova. So hopefully two and zero this week and please, you know, still in the top twenty five next week. Um, and then Super Bowl preview. Yeah, you know, buddy. We'll be two weeks two weeks out from that, but it'll be cool to take a first look at that game. And um, I think they're in Phoenix this year, I believe uh, the game is. So um, you know, no weather or anything to worry about like it was when they were in Miami. But um, yeah, all in all, I think it was uh, episode 14. So yeah, man, uh, done in the books. Thanks for everybody for uh, listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right, catch you later. Later.